Hey there, cats and kittens, and welcome to episode four of Bang on the Strillers with me, your host, Geraldine Quinn, a podcast so bursting with cabaret burlesque drag and fringe talent, you'll think you've donned a sequined onesie, tap-danced into Liza Minnelli's well-preserved skeletal remains, and vomited glitter all over Alan Cumming. For the squeamish of stomach and sensibilities, today's episode has an extremely strong language warning from the outset, and we do discuss a couple of medical procedures. This episode's brief glossary includes VCA, Victorian College of the Arts, Midsummer, Melbourne's LGBTI Festival, and Skinny, a feeble excuse for an online reviewer blog that only seems to surface during Edinburgh Fringe. Now, grab a blanket and warm your frozen toes in front of the lovely and flammable Michelle Brazier. But you're not Mike McLeish. I'm not. And you're not Becky Lou. I'm not them. Yeah. You're Michelle Brazier. I'm a different one. You talked over your own name there, mate. Oh. Go go again. (laughs) Say it again. You're Michelle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Michelle Brazier. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now they never never know. Hmm? Michelle Brazier. Sandwich. Uh, I'd rather it remained anonymous. That's okay. Is it kind of defeats the purpose? Oh, okay. You're blonde. What happened there? Yeah, I'm blonde. I'm going back to Wagga Wagga to do a show called Legally Blonde, so I have to be blonde for it. Let me guess which character you are. The blonde one. (laughs) (laughs) So how did that actually, how did that happen? Like, do they just know... What? All right, for, before before we continue, <laughs> I'm we're, you've just driven back from Wagga. Yeah. And I've had insomnia all night, so we're going to be sparkling with wit. It's really good. I forgot my toothbrush. You forgot? <laughs> That's an easy thing to replace. Yeah. I hasten to add, though <laughs> that doesn't explain why I'm sitting two feet away from you and facing the wall. But, <laughs> but to explain, your background is you're a singer, you're a songwriter and very silly comic performer which is one of the reasons I like you but we also both come from Wagga Wagga but from different times Mm. not and I don't mean like you're from the 18th century I could be well there wasn't any Wagga then in terms of what it is now there is in terms of the first Australians but you probably yeah I don't think that would have been that there yes but I mean more like we were we might have overlapped but you would have been a tiny child we could have overlapped perhaps and the Lead into that was so that anybody who does happen to be listening has an idea of what you do, (laughs) (laughs) but also to explain why you were back in Wagga at the Civic Centre? Civic Theatre. Civic Theatre. Civic Theatre. And what your interaction Mm -hmm. with those... They just called you and asked you to be this role, didn't they? Well, they called me and they they told me that they they weren't sure if they were going to find someone to play Elle or Who is they? Uh, the musical director actually called me, who's the husband of my old singing teacher, Heather Wall. Oh, is this how you get in? Yeah, this is how you got to get in. You get in. You've got to get in when you're young and make a good impression and uh, then you get all the, the all the Wagga Wagga gigs and that's, uh, that's how we make it in the industry. Damn it. Yes, it's pretty good. So he's the, he's the musical director of the yeah, show? Yeah, he's the MD and he just called and asked... If I knew anyone who would want to do it or if I would want to do it. And I said, yeah, if you don't find anyone, give me a call. And then they gave me a call. Cool. But I did I did an audition tape. Like I didn't want to just kind of walk in. So I filmed a thing for them. And the other guy that I'm playing opposite is also coming back. He lives in Sydney. 
So we're like these sort of outsiders. It was a bit controversial. Are at you first. seen as an outsider? No, it's it's okay now. Now it's <laughs> now they really like us. But for like a, for a little while, the cast was like, "Well, what do fans You know how? They, oh yeah, yeah. yeah but now they're like, "Oh yeah," so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so how they talk? That's how they talk. I don't know how they spoke when you were in Wagga, but that's it's it's changed. That's what it's like. That's what it's been like <laughs> for a while now. Transition. Don't sit too far away from your mind. I won't sit too far away from my Because otherwise it causes me pain because I'll be really loud and you won't be very okay, loud. Okay, I'm not too loud. Is this good? That's better. Okay. Yeah. Five stars? No. Three and a half? Three and a half with, with potential. Okay. With a good quote? Yeah, there'll be, there'll be a quote but it'll give away the most important part of your show. So I won't be able to use it. You won't it. be able to use it. Or it'll say something really nondescript like... Um, a triumph. Uh this cabaret is nearly as good as someone else's that's really good. And oh, you're going, yeah. that's a, actually positive, but I can't use that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've had a few of those. I've had a few of those too. They were just, like Sometimes I've been called a, uh, a hungrier Rebel Wilson. Oh, my God, like, that's awful. That's, there's so many things about that that are just not. What am I supposed to do? Like, thank you, um, I guess. Hungrier. Hungrier, Rebel Wilson. Like, I love Rebel Wilson. And thank you for comparing me to her. But <laughs> I don't know if it was necessary to bring up the fact that she's a lot larger than I am as a human. Could have been younger. Could have been. Could have been the next. Could have been a babin version of. Well, hang on a minute. That's, that's a bit fraught with problems. A babiner. A baby, yeah, a baby. Nah. no, it couldn't be any of those. Still on thin ice. It could have been, it could have been a, di- a one with brown hair. Yeah, which you aren't at the moment, so that would be no, problematic. No, I wouldn't be able to use but it. But prior to you know what last weekend, I then. suppose it's just they shouldn't have used it. Mm. They should have just said, "Oh, it was good." I think that's pretty much what we're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. I tell you, in the worst reviews I had. Now I've done five Edinburgh fringes, but I haven't been back since 2010. You've mm-hmm. just done your second, th- second, yeah. And you did it with your solo show and a reprise of the incredibly popular... Backwards Anorak, Winter is Coming. Winter is Coming, yes, because you are one part of the of the group Backwards Anorak, mm-hmm. which is how I first got to know you from the amazing poster of Hip Hiker's Guide, which I think you were blonde in. I was blonde ah, back in the day, yes. Yeah. And I just went, that looks great and I don't have any idea what they're doing, <laughs> but I think that I might like that. And it took me years, years and years to see you and I only saw you last Fringe. But Edinburgh, the reason I brought it up was I got a, one of those awful, I think it was Skinny. Oh, yeah. Which is, I won't say anything about that publication, but <laughs> um, first Edinburgh I'd ever done, 2005, and somebody said something about dismissive of musical comedy generally and then mm. wrote, um, we've already got Andrew Lawrence, we've already got David O'Doherty, what do we need Geraldine Quinn for? Oh, my God. Because I'm nothing like either of those people apart from being ginger and wow. of an Irish background. Yeah. And then they went on to say, oh, sure, the audience seemed to really enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. The audience were having a great time, but I, for one, just could not. And it's like, well, maybe you're wrong. And even if, but even if you think you're right, you need mm. to give me something more constructive than comparing me to two artists who don't do anything like what I do. Yeah. At all. Yeah, people people do silly things. My favourite quote from a, a review that I've ever received was, um, not without musical talent. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. 
Like, Brazier is not without musical talent. I really what? want Like, grab that and just put it on a poster. Wow. That's pretty funny. I'm amazed that you went with Space Tortoise as the title for your first solo show. It should have been. Well, it was for Space Tortoise. That's the only reason it wasn't. (laughs) It was for Space Tortoise. (laughs) And it was like, I think think the start of the sentence was something. It was like, despite a, a, a disappointing or a, an unsuccessful foray into recorder land, she is not without musical talent or something. I don't know. It was like oh, that's about a, the fact that it. And I was like, that's a really shut up. whatever sentence. Yeah, the whole review was just like you should probably have a little seat, and it gave away all my jokes. It was so shit. Oh, yeah, guys, don't do that. Are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, is I've, that the rules? I've already said cunt. Okay, good. Not today. In fact, that's just the first time, time I've said cunt today. That's good. Congratulations, me. Don't clap. You can It'll clap. I like people, like particularly women, admitting to tripping over because <laughs> because I think it's just one small step in the emancipation of the gender to That's, yeah to admit to that and, yeah and belching. We are and, not princesses. No, we do poos and fall on the ground. <laughs> Sometimes at the same, at the same time. time. <laughs> If we're lucky, if we're really lucky. (laughs) Um, So when did you move to Melbourne? I moved to Melbourne in 2007. So really recently. Well, it doesn't feel recent for me. What is it? It's like eight years ago? That's 100 years ago. Yeah, but it's recent compared to me, which is 1984. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess I'm a relative newcomer. Um, But yeah, I I came down, I did the music theatre course at BCA. And coming from Wagga... Wagga and VCA are quite opposite places, I find. It's well, very one's interesting. A, one's a, a large regional city in the middle of New South Wales and the other one's a performance arts institution. Who would have thunk it? I know. But they would be so different. Also, Wagga's got more planes on sticks. There is a, there is a really good plane on a stick. Um, just listeners, if you are looking for the plane on the stick, it's in Wagga. So go and, <laughs> not go and VCA. find it. It's not at VCA. <laughs> They don't have one, you'll get through. It's fine. It's going to be their next end of year pro- the, project now. Yeah, yeah, I think the costume department is doing it. Um, no cuts. So the difference, I guess, is that you actually grew up there and I never did. Yes, I grew up there. I lived there until I was 18. Mm. All my, my first everything was in Wagga Wagga. This is a funny little... You've just admitted to a lot right funny there. Funny little place. <laughs> 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 oh, well. <laughs> No, it's just it's a it's a funny place to grow up because as I a teenager, like I didn't get that experience. Well, there was a skate park that had been newly built, <laughs> so that was good. So we'd go there and watch the boys, and the boys would be having cigarettes, and that was very cool. Um, it's not cool to smoke, kids. Yeah, I didn't have cigarettes. I used to tell people because I didn't want to smoke because of my voice, but I didn't want to be uncool. So I used to tell the other kids that, like, oh, no, my singing teacher, like, she made me sign a contract that says I won't smoke. (laughs) 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 And as a result, I never smoked. I've never smoked a cigarette in my whole life. Oh, I did. did Yeah. Yeah, eight years. Mm. Terrible. That's right. It's terrible. It's actually harder when you you can still sing. Like, when you – my voice is kind of tough. And so – I, I seriously do not recommend it at all. Um, but I n- noticed that the better I can cope with being brutal, mm. yeah. the more I think I can be brutal, which is very dangerous, especially now that I'm in my 40s and you sort of go, 
oh, hang on a minute, my voice is going to change in the next 10 years quite mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. So, so I, I have to be fit, that. you know. Yeah, I, I also have a really tough voice and I... And as a result, I have a, a pretty shitty technique probably because I don't think about it. I've mm. never really thought about it much unless I've been, it's been in terms of teaching and trying to mm-hmm. speak to other people about what they should do. Mm. But I, um, yeah, I'll sing through, I'll sing through a cold. I'll go out and have a huge night and yeah, just do, do things that I really am not going to be able to always do. And I'm only just realizing that now. Yeah, the, the minute you're on stage and your voice pops in the middle of something and you go, yeah, th- I've just lost a couple yeah, of notes. Yeah. Uh, until tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully tomorrow. But yeah, that's going to uh that's going to hit me really soon, I think. Cuz how old are you now? If I don't if you don't mind my I'm 27. Asking. 27. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, you got 10 years, you'll be fine. About 10 years and then <laughs> keep so. screaming, keep yeah. drinking. Yeah. Fine. Well, talking is the, is the real shit. This is really boring. I might cut this out. But it's boring for other people. That's okay. But, it's but interesting for us. Talking over loud things and not getting yes. enough sleep. They're my two big Bugbears. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hang on, there's someone with a small penis going past on a bike. That's right. It's because it's Ligon Street. There's a lot of a lot of bikes about the place. Oh, we're yeah, in... Like gangs. Gangs? <laughs> yeah, like big F-off, like, motorbike gangs at, like, 6pm. I don't know if they Maybe they're going to trivia or, like, to get dinner or something, but there's, like, heaps of them. And they always go past. Like, hello, hello, boys. <laughs> really nice. I'm trying to make one of them my husband, but none of them have stopped so far. Transition. Actually, the last time I sat down and talked to you mm-hmm. about anything, I was um, I was offering to you know any help you might have needed on your solo show. You didn't ring. Um, <laughs> I didn't ring because I didn't have anything to work on, <laughs> and I tried I tried so, so hard to keep it a secret. Like I just the person who was playing for me. She she would just always be asking for chords and for music and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot to send it to you. I just didn't know. I just didn't know what I was doing until the plane there. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked out really well um, in the end. <laughs> but I feel like maybe there could have been a little bit more planning. But I've always been like that. I will always wait until the last minute. It's pathetic. I hate it. I don't think you're alone. No. No, I think most people do have the best of intentions when they start. I think most people are planning and planning and going, right, I've got to do this by this time. Yeah. I've got to the point where I've had to go, you have to write a song a week or there's no show. Yeah. And even if it's a – and this is the hard thing. Even if it's shit, yeah. you have to write a thing. And I know it intellectually, but <laughs> I can't do it. It's, I can't go with – I think one of the reasons I don't like silence – is because so I've always got podcasts or I'm watching a series or something. There's always mm. noise. Yeah, me too. And, and I think it's because I go well, if it's quiet, I have to write something. I, <laughs> I have to write something. Yeah. Or I have to concentrate on that text. Mm. Well, I can't listen to a podcast while I'm proofreading my media release. Like I can't. I got to the point when I was an undergraduate. I would I actually sat down with my minor thesis and read it all out loud because I knew if I didn't vocalise it, I'd miss some typo or I'd miss something. And sometimes yeah. that's the only way I've found out if I've repeated something or if I'm <laughs> using the same kinds of words over and over, the same phrases. Yeah. So um, that wasn't fun. <laughs> How long did it take you? I don't even remember. Ooh. I've been out of uni for 20 years. but I can't imagine what writing a thesis even does to a human being. But it's being. like a show. It's like a show. I mean, Laura Davis, the comedian, was on um, our comedian and magician friend 
Nicholas J. Johnson's podcast, Scammer Palooza, and she was talking about they were talking about the thesis she wrote, hmm. which was fifteen thousand words. That's she called it an essay quite, or something. Quite a lot of words. Mine was only twelve. But well, I can't write two thousand words. Oh, that's nothing. That's mm. my media releases before I've whittled them down. <laughs> um, but it's it's the same thing. You just be building something. I guess, yeah. I, I suppose if you if you want to write about it, it's it's okay. <laughs> but if you, I did, yeah. Like I, I just find like writing a show is so much easier because there's sort of little visual bits and there's things that you can see in your head happening whereas when you're writing an essay which I have not done for years I don't even know why I think I can comment on this but it's just this huge like oh it makes my tummy hurt it is the same as a show because when you're writing a show you'd hope that you kept trying to remind yourself what your point is what Uh, what it's about but you've seen my shows and they're quite not a plot yeah there's a but yeah like somebody um was talking about why they like my work recently (laughs) just like the fucked narrative (laughs) yeah thank you transition i grew i don't want to talk about too much about where i grew up because i've talked about it before with mike particularly but like my teenage years was out of suburbs melbourne yeah so i don't know what it's like being out of in a country town as a teenager. Being in a country town as a teenager is, uh, I, I think it's a really unique experience, especially because Wagga is so huge. It's a city. It's Yeah, it's a city, but it's in the middle of nowhere. So it's not Ballarat where you can go to Melbourne on the weekend. Mm. It's not that. It's five hours from Sydney. It's four hours from Melbourne. It's two and a half hours from Canberra and no one wants to go to Canberra anyway. <laughs> uh, it's just this ridiculous, huge place. It's the uh, teen pregnancy capital of Australia, if I what? remember correctly. Yeah. Still? I think so, yeah. Woo! I think that's a title we're defending. Um, <laughs> we're doing I real thought Danny Nong would have been up there. But, <laughs> but yeah, we are, I, I rem- remember vividly my teenage years and just how I think it was a good place to grow up because we could walk around the streets and drink our wine and be ridiculous but also feel quite safe um but that being said now it's it's a lot more dangerous it's a lot more violent but it also has good coffee so there's pluses and there's minuses (laughs) I just think I I speak to my friends about growing up in the country and I think we started everything before they did so I had my first drink before my friends from the city did and I started sleeping with my high school boyfriend before my friends from the city did. And I think it's because there's not much to do. Well, that's the same thing. That's what, you know, that's what your Fang It was kind of about, my song, which yeah. starts <laughs> the podcast, which is that there's nothing to do. Yeah. And so you kind of – we were lucky that we were quite good kids. Yeah. You know, we still did some things that are wrong, but everybody's going to do that. So, but But we weren't – Violent, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there were violent kids like at that time, growing up in the late eighties and the early nineties. There were kids that hung around Seven Eleven car parks and tried to stove in my brother's face with a fucking plank or something. You oh know. god, yeah. Oh. But that happened in that sort of thing happened at any age. Like Nicholas, my brother's actually got a broken nose because when he was walking home from primary school in Wagga. <laughs> and he's forty. He's about to turn forty-two tomorrow, and and so he's primary. That's how long ago it was. Walking home, couple of kids across the road, 
bigger than him. One of them called him over and he crossed the road to find out what they wanted and they just punched him in the face. Oh, my goodness. And if you meet him, his, his nose is, like, completely crooked. It had to be reset and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wagga! Wagga. Oh, yeah, wagga. <laughs> but that's any to anywhere is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Violence is everywhere. Look at look out, <laughs> look out, kids! Violence is everywhere. Stay at home. Yeah, that kind of that kind of business. Except when you're going to see very important fringe theatre that you've definitely paid for. Do that. Do that. Lots, lots. Pay twice, please. Pay and don't come, but then get other people to also pay. Yes. So it still sells out. Sells out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Get lots of people to pay. Who says I haven't got business acumen? Transition. Oh, my niece is moving to Melbourne. From Wagga? No, she's currently in New York. Oh. She's got a little scholarshipy thing to go to New York. She's a flautist. She had she got a scholarship to get into the uh, into Canberra's performance school. I don't know what it's called. It's probably the National Blah Blah Blah. Something something. Yeah, no, she's she's just got into she's just got another scholarship to go to some crazy Australian performing arts school. That's amazing. Yeah, I yeah, I'm a little bit worried. Why? Well, because she's a really big fan of some of my friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she'll meet them. Yes. That she's, is a problem, isn't it? She has met some of them and she was posting all about Facebook. She ran into Tripod in, at an airport and was posting about it going, Woo, look, look. and I just went, oh. I've got... I got their numbers. Why mm. you didn't even you don't you don't get impressed by me? <laughs> but but I had one niece actually say to me a few years ago, "Oh, you should listen to Tim Minchin." And I went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> that happens a, a lot. I have like yeah, it's it's really it's a weird thing. But I'm such a, a fan. It's funny that you mentioned Tripod. Was when I first met. I think I met. Oh, I don't know who I, I would have met Yoni first because he's such a good friend of Carlos, who I know. Oh yeah, and then. When I when I met him, I just like flipped, and I did I did the same thing the first time I met Dave Callan. So I was like, I grew up watching you on the Comedy Channel in Wagga Wagga, and just thought you were everything. My password for my first email address was Tripod, and since then has been Tripod. And so doing gigs with them now, every time I see did them, you still everyone your password for your email address now. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> I'll change it. Um, <laughs> but like, it's a variation on it. It's actually not that now. It's something different. <laughs> Winks at microphone. <laughs> um, but yeah, like meeting them and I told them. I was just like, hey, oh, this. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's weird. You're all gross. And I was like, thank you. I so. was chatting to Gatesy at um, Mike McLeish's 40th. Mike and I are about two months apart in age. Um, so you sang at my 40th and then a couple, like about, about a month later I was at this pub mm-hmm. and Gatsy kind of started telling me where we met and I didn't remember. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I, I remembered the venue and I remembered that because I've been around for a, a long time in the comedy scene just as a punter. Yeah. So I sort of met people just going to see shows and yeah. I don't, it's, I just don't remember. Yeah. Because um, I've probably now known them for I don't know, 15 years, something like that, 11 years, more. Oh, I've been doing this for 10 and it was before then, so at least 15 years. Yeah. And I, I was just sitting there kind of flabbergasted at, well, the fact that Stephen Gates remembered meeting me because I just went, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I just, I don't remember when I met anyone. I don't remember when I met anyone. I don't remember meeting you. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, like where? I don't remember meeting you. I remember... Uh, 
talking to you after your show at Fringe. Which I, show? Was it Lucy? Was yes. It, Ah. I talked to you after that show, but we already spoke to each other like we knew each other. Yes. And it's very possible we didn't. Yeah, maybe we just <laughs> pretended the whole time and just were like, oh, that's that woman in the scene. Hello. Well, that, you do that, though. You just kind of go, oh, hey. Yeah, because there are a lot of people that it is just that sort of point in. Ah. Well, like when you introduced me to your friend Jess and I sort of went, I don't, I'm sure I've met her, cannot yeah. remember where, and I just was like. Oh, look, we just, <laughs> we're on the same tracks. And she went, yeah, and I said, well, it's, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that, a lot of those people. Especially if, with social media because you just don't remember who you actually know. <laughs> yes. Yes, I find that a lot. That's a weird thing. But it's good. I like that, that kind of feeling of like, ah, that's that person who I kind of knew. How did Backwards Anorak start? Well, I, Vince and I went to uni together mm. and we just liked getting drunk at parties and making people laugh and we used to sing and... He's a pretty great dancer too. He's a beautiful dancer. <laughs> so much joy. He's such a joyous, joyous dancer. And real focus, like pin, oh, yeah. pinpoint eye yeah. contact. Yeah. While yeah. his hips are going every way you could possibly imagine. Yeah. And he's, yeah, and he's not, a, not a small man. So he can sometimes be very dangerous to he be owns on stage the space. with him. He definitely owns his space and your space and the audience's space. And everyone else's space. And the yeah. space of that guy on the other side of the wall. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's it's the front of house space. It's good. But yeah, so we just started mess, uh, messing around and I think we did A Hip Hiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is our first show, uh, just because we'd done our 10-minute cabarets and the Butterfly Club wanted us both to do a show and we went, oh, it'd be easier if we do it together. And when we, was that? That was, uh, I reckon, four or five years ago, four years ago maybe. Yeah. And we went and did that and it just went really well and it was really fun and we got nominated for Green Room Awards and decided, oh, should do it again. Transition! What the fuck is that? What is it? Oh, it's for, it's for your back. So it's from it Daiso. It's like a gynecological I know, tool. it does. Or it looks like maybe it's... It's a sex thing. I cropped from dead Whenever ringers. someone new comes to my house, <laughs> I, I feel like I have to put it somewhere really obvious so that they don't think it's a secret. Because, <laughs> it, because it looks, and because it's pink, it's, it's like, like, the fuck is that, Michelle? <laughs> but it's just, it's because you hold it. It's from Daiso, that Japanese shop. You hold it and then it like puts a little pink thing on your back and you just pull it. And yeah. <laughs> But you're the first person who's ever actually asked. Everyone else is really polite and just goes, oh, that's not me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, They've I, left that out. I'm sure someone's found an ulterior use for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> We're getting little knots out. And I'm sure for other things. I don't know. I think sometimes... Everyone's got weird and embarrassing things in their house. And if they, especially if you live on your own, you just expect that no one's going to open that drawer or look there <laughs> or whatever else. Yes. I think sometimes I kind of – I like to play um, – roll the dice on mm-hmm. whether someone's going to react to something or not. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll just be really polite yeah. about it. No, no, just, just go, I'm just going to do that thing or let that thing be found. Because yeah. let's face it, no one's really going to believe that I did that thing <laughs> or own that thing, are they? Look at me. That's not going to happen. Yeah. That's pretty much my attitude to, I don't know, breaking wind, um, mm. customs. <laughs> customs. Look 
kept me. Let me in. No one's going to know. Um, uh, odd vocalisations in public. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you're just kind of, I'll just go make a noise or say a thing or pretend to be a farmyard animal and if someone turns around and I keep a straight face, they just... They just are not – I'm gambling that they're <laughs> going to be so sure that no one would be nuts enough to do whatever the thing is that I've just done that they're not going to think I would either. <laughs> and there's a, there's a real thrill. In just doing that. In just doing that's that. That's great. I think that's really good. Well, it doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite good. It's freeing. Because how much of your life is um, feeling – embarrassed or ashamed about things those are very useful emotions yeah they they keep us from doing some pretty bad things yeah and guilt but they can get a bit out of control so like if if you if you fall over or Mm. knock something over or whatever and you feel immediately like the biggest like immediately like the biggest clown yeah and that everyone's going to be pointing at you and laughing and then the lens will distort as they, <laughs> their faces become more manic. Yeah. They probably don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, I've always been I, – I love being that person who's pointed out. I really don't – that's why I'm such a clown. I really don't care. I have no shame at all. Because <laughs> I went – so I went – here's – okay. So I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I, I caught on fire one time. <laughs> And your face, your fa- <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you can't see her face, but it's lit up like I've just hey, given her a Christmas up. present. <laughs> lit up like a bonfire. And I, I, um, so I caught fire, um, as one does. And I had, I had third degree burns. I had to get skin grafts. I had to learn to walk again. Well, I got you, the whole shebang. We are going to get the story of how this happened. All right, I'll tell you the story. Okay, it's a good story. All right. So, so, okay. I was I was in my my house and I had bent over in front of the heater because it was really cold and I was on Facebook. My computer was on my bed and I had been on it on my bed and then it fell off the bed and I fell off the bed and I was like, oh, this is fine. So I was like touching my toes. Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Like <laughs> it fell off the bed and then you fell off the bed. So my computer fell off the bed that I tried to get it. Then I fell off the bed and I was like, oh, dumb. And then the computer was at my feet. <laughs> And then I was bent over. So imagine I'm kind of touching my toes, but my toes is not my toes. It's me typing on my laptop that is near my feet because I'm so lazy. And behind me, and behind me there's a, a, a heater that my dad has bought at a garage sale. My dad's Malcolm Turnbull. My dad, yeah, Jody walked into my house, looked at this beautiful photo of my dad, who is, by the way, like, not even really a white man. Like, he looks nothing <laughs> like Malcolm Turnbull. But this beautiful photo of my dad holding a cricket bat. My dad's dead, by the way. And she looks and she goes, is that Malcolm Turnbull? Yes. Yes, it is. I only keep pictures of Malcolm Turnbull in my house. Um, so, so, um, there's that. Anyway, my dad, Malcolm Turnbull. My dad bought you a heater. Bought me a heater from a garage sale because he liked to save money. Oh, no. And it's like one of those heaters that have the bars and the bars get really hot. They go orange. Yeah, yeah. You know those. And then they go on fire. You're enjoying this so much. (laughs) (laughs) So 
okay, so there's there's the whole orange bars. I'm bent over and there's Facebook and my computer and then I smell smoke and I go, oh, shit. And so I turn around and I turn the heater off and then I smell, still smell smoke. So I'm like, oh, I get better go and like, unplug it. I turn around to unplug it and I see a flame and I'm like, oh, my God. I rip it out of the wall and then I'm like, okay, that it's a small flame that's going to go out. And then I realise the flame is moving and I am the one on fire, not the heater. And I yelled at myself, stop, drop, roll, just exclaimed that at myself and then I followed my own orders. But I just, it just got me more on fire. It didn't help. Like I just was engulfed instead of it just being my legs. It was like... My everything was just on fire. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. And then one of, my, <laughs> one of my housemates came up. So she'd just come home. No, no, my other housemate was at home. The house started filling with smoke. The smoke detectors are going off. She comes in and sees me and I'm screaming and stro- oh. stop, drop, rolling, but it's not helping. <laughs> So I'm just rolling around in this ball of fire and she runs to the kitchen and fills out the biggest bowl that we have with water and then she runs into me and it's a big art deco house that we live in so it takes a little while and she throws it at me but by the time she's got it to me there's a crack in the bowl and there's no water so she's just throwing a bowl at me and I'm still on fire. Housemate comes home and she throws me into the shower. She grabs me, throws me in the shower, and turns on the water. But she turns on the hot water, <laughs> and then oh no. and then she proceeds to have a panic attack in between me and my other housemate. So I can't do anything because I've been on fire. My other housemate can't do anything because she can't get past the housemate that's having a panic attack. And I'm just standing under this hot running water, going, "Oh, I'm probably not going to get to my meeting for bend and laundry where I work casually." <laughs> so, I um anyway, I went to the hospital. Is, there, is bend and laundry's um is there wears are there wears fire retardant? They're not. It was. <laughs> it was. It was not. Um anyway, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> so I went there. I uh, went to the hospital and. Third degree oh. burns blood. Anyway, the point of the story is I have no shame because I had a lot of male nurses who did the whole like bedpan thing oh. and I was like, oh, I did a poo, can you wipe my ass? Like that's how I was living for a little how while. How old were you? I was 21. So only a couple of years ago, really. Yeah, 20 actually, I was 20. Oh my God. That story couldn't have been more fraught with fuck-ups. It's pretty good. Unless you'd smeared oh, yourself in goose fat. Well, I stopped it. So I've actually, like, I've cut this story. But what happened in between was I went to the hospital. You just edited yourself for yeah, me. I went to the hospital. They had a fight about whether or not they'd admit me because they didn't have a bed for me. They sent me home for the weekend and then... I was in excruciating pain. I was getting around on crutches with skin hanging off my legs. And my housemates tried to, like, change my dressings. I went to the GP and he was like, get thee to a hospital. I went back to the hospital on Monday, which I was supposed to do to go back for a checkup. And they were like, what are you doing? Why did you go home? You're ridiculous. You're having surgery today. And I was like, you cunts sent me home. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, it was a pretty good good time. I watched a lot of uh, America's Next Top Model. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and I learned to walk again And I, I, now I have no shame <laughs> that, 
when I get organised enough to 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 get pull quotes from these podcasts, I think I watched a lot of America's Top Model and I learnt to walk again. Might be one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Or. Uh, well, there's so many to choose from By now. the time she got to me, the bowl had no water in it and she'd thrown, she she just just threw the bowl, bowl at me and I was on fire. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I do... I have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> What's your fire story? Um, I've never been on fire. Never? Um, You've never no, done it? Never no. driven to Wagga? Never been on fire? <laughs> you haven't lived, Quinn. <laughs> never done what my hair blonde. What have you been doing? You've got to go blonde. Oh, I, um, I don't... I don't think I... Uh, the only thing I can think of is that thing about... You're talking about hospitals. I had to... This is nothing. I had to get my wisdom teeth out. And um, I don't public health. I do remember mm. that weird thing of staff... Where, yeah. where I was quite young, I probably would have been about 20 as well, and I was try- I was coming out of my anaesthetic, mm. so I was really, thought I was the bomb, <laughs> uh, and I was uh, chatting up uh, the intern, uh, who was, I thought was quite attractive, I think back and he actually wasn't, but it was drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and he was being chatty back because he was being professional, and I thought, you know... <laughs> Here we go. And then my brother came to pick me up. My older brother came to pick me up and um, I got into the car and I looked in the mirror and my mouth was encrusted with blood throughout oh the my God. entire thing. Just a lipstick of dried blood. And I went, hey, set work. <laughs> I love that. I just love being just completely fucked and not knowing, not oh. knowing that you're disgusting. It's uh, a really wonderful thing. I went to a doctor once. It was a gynecological appointment and she was a young doctor. I had to have some um, follow-up for specialist stuff. And um, I was hungover. I'd just been dumped <laughs> like, and I was oh hungover. God. And so I'm talking to her about my, <laughs> my test <laughs> results and occasionally going, I'm really hungover can you be sick in your tiny sink that's in the corner <laughs> of the room and she'd be like oh yeah you go for it and she was really lovely oh. she's quite young she um had originally trained as an engineer and then found that a bit boring and thought she'd retrain as a doctor and she was still 10 years younger than me oh, wow. and i'm vomiting in her tiny oh, that's sink. so good <laughs> I, I i had a, a doctor ask me recently because i just went in for just my yearly checkup whatever and I went in. Just check if you're on fire. Just check if I'm on fire. Is everything okay? Just have a look. And I, I spoke to him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't had a pap smear. I should get one. And he was like, do you want me to do it? And I was like, oh, yes, please. Are you are a doctor? Yes, let's do it now. Why, whatever, yes. And he was like, do you need a female escort? And I was like, no, do you? <laughs> like, what's going on? Just... Get a swab of my vagina. It's fine. Don't be weird. I was talking to my regular doctor. Is I'm, I've got enough conditions to have to go to the same one, so someone can kind of keep uh, yeah, monitoring yeah. things. Keep track. And and my my um I've got diagnosed with a, a pretty common blood disorder, genetic mutation sort of thing. No, it's not being ginger. <laughs> it's um 
it's just, yeah, you know, it's a, I'm, I could have been a carrier, I could have not had it or I could have had it and my brother had it and mm. because it's a genetic thing I went and got tested for it and, and it turns out that I have it and um, it's not a big deal. It's a bit like it's manageable. It's just good that you know early kind yeah. of thing. And my doctor's she's great. I, I, I have quite, It's been years so I've got a relationship with her. She's turned up to a midsummer gig that I was on once Aww. and just going, hey, and I was like, why oh, you, you, you uh, the things you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, she was just having, having a chat to me about the results of that blood test and um, this weird little genetic thing and said, oh, look, it's, um, it's, really, it's really only a problem um, if, you, if you have you know, a partner and then like, let's say you have a partner and you were a carrier and you have a kid tomorrow. And let's face it, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, Shit. yeah, you're right. <laughs> Transition. It's such a great thing to be able to have a really terrible thing happen and make it funny. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, we all have terrible things happen to us and whether it's something that's relatively minor like a you know, break up with somebody who's just a bit of a dick or whatever else always affects you even if you think they're great at the time um, or if they continue to be great and it just doesn't work or whatever else, that's relatively minor and then there's big things that go wrong. But... And things that we all have to go through as well at different points of our lives. But I just think it's really great that it doesn't take me very long to find things hilarious because it's as much of a release as crying about something. Oh, or, yeah, definitely. And you just go, I have the most, some of the most fucking hilarious things when I've just gotten stupid drunk in <laughs> in reaction to a situation yeah. and then there's this level of kind of fun mania that, yeah. <laughs> that you kind yeah. of start to coast and then you start to go, oh, mate, I can put this into I can put this into a song or I can do yeah, this for exactly. this. Or, yeah, exactly, yeah. I, uh, I wrote a, an article about it for Maggie Journal recently because my brother passed away while I was overseas and it was so sad and it was terrible. I was in Edinburgh and Edinburgh is its own beast and, and mm. everything. But it was so – it was the, the best I felt while I was in Edinburgh was the first time someone said, oh, Michelle, can you do the dishes? Or someone said, someone asked me to do something in the house and I went, my brother died. <laughs> and, like, it was just the best – it was the best I've ever felt about that. I just was like, all right, I've got this now and I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to joke about this now and now it's fine. And I think that's – as soon as it becomes – especially, yeah, comedy. As soon as it becomes comedy or a song, then it's – so much of the weight is gone from you. Like so much of it, it just is better. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely right. And that's like uh, we've – I haven't lost anybody as close as you have recently. Um, I've had friends that have passed away quite young, but my family's so big and there's so many um, much older. Like I've got mm. cousins in their 50s. Yeah. So my, my parents are in their 70s and they're the babies of their family. So mm. it, it's pretty much been a childhood of going on road trips to go to funerals yeah. for this uncle or that aunt or whatever else. And and uh, that's what the song that I wrote a uh, long way back to Henty was yeah. about, that travelling back to these places. You only ever go there when you have to do something like that. But, God, we laugh our heads off. And so many, yeah. <laughs> so many drives to funerals that are just the funnest thing ever. Or trying not to laugh in the church. Yeah, trying not to laugh. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. So when my my dad died, right? My dad is this huge man. He was a, a, an obese man. I, I say huge. He wasn't like one of those people who's in bed who they make the documentaries about <laughs> and they have to turn him with a stick. But he was like, you know, probably like 140, 150 kilo man. He was a big man. Mm-hmm. 
and it was this his name is John and we called him Big John and there's this cat there's this song Big John Do you know you know, I the know song? It, yeah. yeah and dad was a huge country music fan huge Johnny Cash oh mine fan. too mine too yeah so <laughs> when dad we were picking songs for the funeral and we had to pick a song for when they were leaving, when we were leaving the church. And we, we chose Big John. You know that every morning in the mine down in New Orleans. And it's like, <laughs> at the bottom of this mine lies a big, big man. Big John, Big John. Ooh, and it's this yeah. big thing. Anyway, so it's about this man who gets buried at the bottom of a mine. And it's, it's this country song. It's very funny. And I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny for us. And that's what we chose for exiting the <laughs> church. But we got it mixed up. And that's what played as he lowered into to the ground and we were all sitting at the front like the whole family just sitting at the front watching him go into the earth everyone is crying and crying and my whole family are just pissing ourselves because we fucked it and just like do you just see this man go into the ground and then here at the bottom of this mine like it's like holy shit what have we done the next song on the playlist was ring of fire like down, down, down to the flame of heart. As we're lowering my father. It was the best. It was so good. Oh my god. It's really like probably the best I've ever felt in my whole life was when that happened. It was just such a beautiful moment just fucked by us. <laughs> and it's amazing that, that some people don't um understand that that's helpful. Like, mm, yeah. I remember I was at work years ago and um, some job I had and I as somebody had had to go to a funeral and I asked them if it was a good funeral and that person got it and was like, yeah, yeah, it was really good. And somebody else I could tell was a little kind of, like, how could you ask that at me? It's like, no, because there are good funerals. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what you want. It, you want it to be a, a good. You can yeah. use the word good to describe this because yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a great thing and I've been to some – Amazing ones. And some of the funniest ones I've been to, we've just got so drunk and laughed yeah. ourselves till we cried and then cried ourselves till we laughed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it's for, I think. Absolutely that's what it's for. If it's, I guess it's different for everyone, but that's what it's for, for me anyway. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's right. But to think that some people would judge you for, for having that. mm um, outlet because it's so close. Yeah, laughing and crying is so close. Oh yeah, and there's a really great euphoria in whatever the situation. Not necessarily something that's that grief stricken when you get that click. Yeah, when you suddenly laugh at how ridiculous everything yeah. is. Yeah, or when, like you saying, my brother just died. Yeah, you get to the point where you can just go, "Don't you understand what's yeah. happening to me?" <laughs> yeah, because you know everyone's going to go, "Shit, do we laugh? Fuck what do we shit, do? What shit?" Do we, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but she doesn't have to. You don't have to do the dishes. Fuck, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> and then you go. Bleh! Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's, there's a lot of value in it. I guess some people just don't like that. Maybe it's not okay. Those people are too serious. <laughs> Lighten up, silly Sally. Well, it's the same with kind of pussyfooting around people who've had things that have happened. Mm. I tend to be quite normal and silly because I figure everybody else is going to be doing that. Are oh, you okay? I know. <laughs> Hello, love. How are you? Here's a lasagna. <laughs> what are you talking about? Fuck <laughs> off. She's trying to say thank you for all your lasagnas. <laughs> Thanks for the lasagnas. I'm vegan, dickheads. <laughs> we can make it. No one made me lasagna. <laughs> I just, I'm just being a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was very lovely and very helpful. I'd just like to assume. 
cut it. Just cut it out. Cut that bit. Transition. We've talked for about an hour and a half. Woo. Providing, I've been very paranoid about the sound because I feel very muddy in my ears and then I'm worried I've been distorting. But I think it's partly because my voice is in my head. Maybe. But if it's, even if it's really bad, it'll still be, it'll, it'll add to the charm. Yeah. If it's really bad, I'll cut most of me out because I do talk a lot. And, and because it's mostly your fire story. <laughs> you should keep this in though. This is important. This bit's this important. Bit. Yeah. This is probably the intro. Nah. Yeah, I reckon. Nah, maybe. What if... Oh, fuck, editing. <clears throat> oh, no, go. Oh, it... <laughs> <laughs> Just working on my career in, <laughs> career in porn foley. That's very good. <laughs> thank you. It's <That> delicious. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you very much. Michelle Brazier. Thank you for having me. Do you like the way I say your name, Brazier? Brazier, yes. But I didn't say Brazier. Brazier. A lot of people say Brazier. It's not Brazier. People stop saying Brazier, please. Your name is nearly a bra. It, yeah, nearly. Two letters off a bra. Two letters off. Yeah, and then letters that are really just, you know, adding. They're just the French ones. They're just like ones. doubling up. Ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay, thank you. Bye. Wagga Wagga, embarrassment roulette, planes on sticks, growing up in the country, and how to fuck up a funeral. Yes, these are just a few of the topics that you can expect to hear on Bang on the Strillers. Join us for episode five. But before we go, here's a little bit of advice about what you could do if you see a child in a costume. Oh my God, Batman. Batman just got on the train. <laughs> I, should do, next, I should do that. I should get my phone and go... Mum, mum, Batman just got on the train. <laughs> yeah, like he's sitting just over there. He's right near. He's right near me. Oh my god, no, I can't. Oh no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> they say don't meet your heroes. <laughs> Especially shouldn't meet your superheroes. And then the kid walks over and is like, "You're a fucking idiot." Yeah, and punches me in the face because that's the world we live in now. Bastards, bastards. I hope we get stabbed. <laughs> oh no. I really don't. I'll cut that out. No, don't cut it out. Just in case that happens. Yeah. Cut it out. If, if you don't broadcast it, it's not a wish. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>